overhaul the system by which we execute search warrants that caused the death of Breonna Taylor on March 13th. It's important for her family to, that they minimize the risk of what happened to Breonna Taylor happening to any other family in Louisville, Kentucky, and we're going to continue that fight beyond the city of Louisville, Kentucky, and throughout this country to protect and reform police departments across America. We recognize that this reform is not all-encompassing, and there's still work to be done. And we commit our time, our talent, and our resources to continue to work with the community to fight the systemic racism pl plague in our city. We will continue to work on behalf and with the protesters who have put their freedom on the line to bring awareness to not just Breonna Taylor, but to the systemic problems facing our city. For we know that without their voice, we would not be here today. Attorneys will ensure that prosecutors handling the case of protesters truly are administrators of justice and not be impunitive simply because those individuals chose to use their voice to shine a light on what was going on in Louisville, Kentucky. We look forward to being a bridge from this community to our elected leaders to continue to push for change. We will continue to push for the mayor's office and our other elected leaders to put to implement policies put forth in a path forward, which calls for community investment, the support for small businesses, affordable housing, closing the education achievement gap, jobs and workforce development, and as an overhaul to the criminal justice system. That document was produced and signed by over 50 organizations in this city, and it should not be and it needs to be taken seriously. We look forward to working with other grassroots organizations to ensure that we continue to hold our elected leaders accountable, but also to ensure that we continue to work with our elected leaders because we will not get the policy changes that we need. We would not get the, the legal changes that we need if we don't hold our elected leaders accountable. But in that same vein, we have to be willing to work with our elected leaders. The beauty of what happened here today, the reform and the settlement, and again, it's just a civil suit happens when we work together. Um, so we do thank Mayor Fisher and his team for committing to the reform. It, 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 this is unheard of in, in, in one of these cases where you get a financial set settlement and police reform. But again, it was important to us, to Brianna's family, uh, to the lawyers involved. And it was important for us to give that back to the community, which has been fighting so hard to say Brianna Taylor's name. Leslie, as, lastly, as I stated when I started, justice for Brianna Taylor is multi-layered. We are not going to stop our calls to hold the officers responsible for Brianna's death accountable. We're going to continue to put pressure on the attorney general's office to present a fair case to the grand jury. And we're going to wait. We're going to, we're, we're, we know that that indictment is coming from the grand jury. We have faith that that indictment is coming from the grand jury. In addition to the attorney general's office, we must remember that the FBI is also doing an investigation into the, whether there are criminal civil rights violations leading to and after Breonna Taylor's death. So we're going to be looking for, for the federal indictment to come from the Department of Justice as well. But it's important that people know that the, the city of Louisville, they're not, they, they're not the ones that can bring the charges. So today what we did here was to do what we could do to bring a little bit of police reform. And it's just a start. But we fi finished the first mile in a marathon and we got a lot more miles to go to we achieve and cross that finish line. Thank you, Ms. Baker. Uh, we'll now hear from County Attorney Mike O'Connell, whose team worked diligently and thoughtfully to get us to this. We heard from Lonita 
uh, the attorney for Breonna Taylor's family. Uh, thank you, Mayor. Ms. Palmer, may it please you today that we try to bring some assistance and help to you and your family. Brianna Taylor, you know, Brianna Taylor's life matters. Brianna Taylor's life continues to matter, as you see here today. I've thought about Brianna's mother, Ms. Palmer, throughout everything that has led us today. Um, the hole in my heart of losing a child, uh, as well, is the greatest grief I've ever known in my life. And nothing can fill that hole. I've tried to think how I would have reacted if Brianna was my daughter. Ms. Palmer has shown remarkable grace and courage these past six months. We did not wait to engage Ms. Palmer's counsel to discuss this case. The independent investigations by the Attorney General's office and the FBI are welcomed, but that was not going to delay the work toward meaningful changes in our city. This is not simply a significant monetary figure, but as uh, Ms. Baker just mentioned, it is a path of agreed action. The reforms were discussed and moved ahead by representatives from both parties. This work happened over many weeks with good faith and dedication by everybody that was involved. Everyone around the table was dedicated to advancing those reforms for the whole community. Ms. Palmer, we tried our best to get a start. Much time and effort went into this, and I offer my appreciation to all involved. Let me just finish by saying today alone is not enough. My hope is this agreement is the next step in building a more just Louisville. A more just Louisville is the medicine we need to heal. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike. Uh, next, we'll hear from Ben Crump, a, an attorney with Brianna's estate. Ben Crump. Thank you, Mayor Fisher, Attorney Mike O'Connor, to the Louisville Metro Council, to Tamika Palmer. As I sit and look at her and Bianca, my heart is filled because with Lanita, Sam, and I, we have become like family. And it has been so long getting to this day where we could assure that Brianna Taylor life wouldn't be swept under the rug like so many other black women in America who have been killed by police, marginalized. So I, I'm grateful to the actions of the city of Louisville today. And it is not just the historic $12 million settlement, which, as I understand, is the largest amount ever paid out for a black woman in a wrongful death killed by a police in America. Mm -hmm. And 
Lanita, I believe it may be the largest amount ever played for a black person in a police shooting. We're still trying to verify that. And it is certainly, Tamika Mallory, one of the largest amounts ever paid out for any person in the way of settlement in a police killing in America. But the comprehensive reform that the Louisville Metro Council and Mayor Fisher put forth is equally important. Because this is about setting a precedence when my great co-counsels from Kentucky, Lanita Baker and Sam Aguiar first talked to me about this black woman who had been killed in her own apartment by this no-knock warrant. They were very concerned that nobody cared. Nobody cared about this black woman. Nobody cared about Tamika's baby. And that's when I started calling everybody I know to say that black women's lives matter too. I remember calling Reverend Al Sharpton saying, can I come on your show? I remember calling Ricky Smiley saying, can I get on your radio show, your national radio show? I called Tamika Mallory and my son and her team at Until Freedom. I called Senator Kamala Harris. I mean, I, I was saying to anybody who would listen, Breonna Taylor, life matters. And Senator Kamala Harris was the first national elected official to go on national television and to say her name, Breonna Taylor. I called Tesla Figaro and Charlemagne and everybody to say, we cannot let her life be swept under the rug. And from all of these individuals and so many others, especially the activists who came and was on the ground here in Louisville saying that we won't let Breonna Taylor life be swept under the rug. And thank God, with what has happened today, Mayor Fisher, not just with the historic amount, but equally important with the reform that Attorney Bacon, Attorney O'Connor spoke of, it sets a precedence for other black women that their lives won't be marginalized, that they will be valued. Lives like Sandra Bland, lives like Pamela Turner, in Baytown, Texas, lives like seven-year-old Ayanna Stanley in Detroit, who also was killed as a result of a dangerous no-knock warrant. Because we have to speak truth to power when we get an opportunity. And these dangerous no-knock warrants are disproportionately executed against black people in America. And so I'm very happy that the Metro Council also stood 
united with Tamika Palmer to pass Brianna's law to abolish these dangerous no-not warrants because it was foreseeable who was most being put in danger with these no-not warrants. And so I want to point out very significant what happened in Louisville here today in representing George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Jacob Blake in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Pamela Turner in Baytown, Texas, right outside of Houston, Terrence Crutcher in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Botham Jones in Dallas, Texas, Joseph Richardson in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and so many other names of black people who have been killed by police in America while most of America is dealing with the COVID-19 pandemic. We in black America are not only dealing with that pandemic, but we're also dealing with the pan, the 1619 pandemic, the pandemic that started 401 years ago when the first enslaved Africans came to America and from that day to this one, we have been dealing with systematic racism and oppression that have killed us inside and outside the courtroom. So it is worth noting that in all those other cities, there has not been the responsive, comprehensive, and systematic reform that has occurred in Louisville, Kentucky, Tamika Palmer in the name of Breonna Taylor. In the name of Breonna Taylor. But regardless of this landmark step on the journey to justice, we still are demanding that Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron bring charges immediately against the police officers that murdered Breonna Taylor. Immediately, this week, justice delayed is justice denied. The city leadership has done a significant step today, but now it is on Daniel Cameron and the Attorney General uh, of Kentucky's office to bring charges, and at the very minimum, Lanita, second degree manslaughter charges because we want full justice for Brianna, Brianna Taylor, not just partial justice. Brianna Taylor is a light to help heal what's happening in America. And for all those young people, those celebrities, athletes, but most importantly, the people who are on the ground, the people who are the activists and protesters who say enough is enough. We see that there are two justice systems in America, one for black America and one for white America. In Louisville, Kentucky, we took significant steps today in the name of Brianna Taylor of trying to correct this broken
criminal justice system. And we do it in three phases. In the civil rights phase with this civil lawsuit, which is the only thing that Lanita and I can control. We can't control the criminal prosecution. The mayor's office and the city leadership all took a significant step in making sure that the civil rights of Breonna Taylor was recognized. And now we also need our legislative partners to help transform the protest into policy. We need Breonna's law, not just in Louisville, not just in the state of Kentucky, but all throughout the United States of America, because her life matters. And lastly, we need the criminal justice system, Daniel Cameron, to do its part to give the full constitutional guarantees of all citizens to a citizen, a daughter of Louisville, Kentucky, Breonna Taylor. And I would ask in completing the healing, Mr. Mayor and City Attorney O'Connell, that all those young people who were courageous enough like Tamika Palmer and so many of your own in Louisville, the unknown John Lewis's of the world who are creating good trouble here in Louisville, I would implore you since Tamika calls me and Rev, the Black America's Attorney General, and I don't know if the Attorney General of the United States is going to implore you to do it, but I will implore you to drop the charges against the nonviolent protesters who was exercising their First Amendment rights because they said Breonna Taylor life mattered. And these young people should not have criminal records because they were on the right side of history. You all took a significant step, and we want you all to be on the right side of history with us completely. Drop those charges in Breonna Taylor's name. Let's do justice in Breonna Taylor's name. And let's do justice with love in our hearts because that is emblematic of Breonna Taylor, who Tamika says is the best version of her. Say her name, Breonna Taylor. Thank you, Mr. Crump. Next, uh, Tamika Palmer. Brianna's mom would like to share a few words with us. As significant as today is, it's only the beginning of getting full justice for Brianna. We must not lose focus on what the real drive is. And with that being said, it's time to move forward with the criminal charges because she deserves that and much more. Her beautiful spirit and personality is working through all of us on the ground. So please continue to say her name, Brianna Taylor. Yeah. 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 
Thank you, Ms. Palmer. Thank you for your grace and, and for your strength and for your love for Brianna and for our city as well and your determination to make this city a more just city and help, help to get us to this agreement. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Next, we will hear from Tamika Mallory of Until Freedom. Tamika. Thank you, Mayor Fisher. Justice for Brianna Taylor. And if there ain't going to be no justice, there ain't going to be no peace. A settlement is restitution, but it's not arresting the cops. And we want to say today that the police officers responsible for killing Breonna Taylor must be arrested in order for the community to feel calm. We understand that this is an acknowledgement and a great acknowledgement of the wrongdoing that has happened. And it is important that our community understands what happened here today is very significant. It is significant because, again, there is an acknowledgement of Breonna Taylor's life and the fact that those officers in this city murdered her. Breonna Taylor has shifted the atmosphere. She shifted it not just here in Kentucky, but across the country. The ban on no-knock warrants was where we begin in terms of great reform. And to know that attorney Lanita Baker and attorney Sam Aguiar continue to push for reform in this particular settlement is extremely important and it cannot be denied. We must acknowledge it. The reforms are evidence that the city, unfortunately, its police department has been exposed for some corruption that exists within the department. The significance of this settlement is a small price to pay for our sister's life. A very small price to pay. They deserve all the money that we can muster up in the world just to help a little bit with the feeling of pain and turmoil that I know exists within this beautiful family. But let us not lose sight on the main focus, as Tamika Palmer has said. The officers, Brett Hankinson, Miles Cosgrove, John Mattingly, and Joshua James must be arrested. We cannot forget about Joshua James. The man who lied on a no-knock warrant application that sent police officers charging into the home of Rihanna Taylor and Kenny Walker. We cannot forget about any of those officers. And if this police department is to do right by this community, if you know of other officers who were involved, they should be arrested and... It's a live stream in the... Uh, ...indicted immediately. Again, the restitution portion is one part. But arresting the officers is what will make this city do right by its citizens. And not just Breonna Taylor, but all the Breonna Taylors across this city who are afraid sitting in their homes because to not have an indictment happen in this city is to say that 
No matter how much we pay, no matter how much reform we do, we rather pay, we rather cover it than to deal with the issue. And so I have to say to you, Mayor Fisher, we want to thank you for your leadership. But we want to say that if for any reason these officers are not indicted, that you must instruct your police department to fire every single one of them on the spot. That is called getting justice for Breonna Taylor. Thank you very much. Tamika Mallory of Until Freedom. Thank you, Ms. Mallory. And finally, we will hear from Keturah Heron, who's with the ACLU of Kentucky. It's a live stream provided by TMZ. Good afternoon. My name is Katora Heron, and I'm a policy strategist at the ACLU of Kentucky and also a member of Black Lives Matter Louisville. I was honored when Breonna Taylor's family asked me to be here today, and I am grateful to Asia Holston Barber and other members of the movement who helped me pre prepare my comments for today. To Bri Breonna Taylor's family, you deserve better than having to fight for six months after officers from Louisville Metro Police Department, some of whom remain nameless, killed your beloved family member. You deserve closure. You deserve rest. You deserve to be cared for and loved on and supported for the rest of your days. I am grateful you have reached this point of some closure in some of the ways you have asked for to Brianna, to her family, to the families of other persons who have been violated, abused, and killed by Louisville Metro Police Department. I hope enough of us are joining this movement for black lives to support you and give you a moment of rest, grief, and find routines that fortify you. We promise you that we will keep this fight going and we will win. We know we are not only fighting against the deadly violence that is integral to policing, we are fighting for a completely different vision of being in community together. We are creating something different. We are creating a community that no longer invests our tax dollars in people who kill our neighbors. One that no longer needs to spend tax dollars on settlements that should never have been paid in the first place. No more. Instead, we are creating a community that invests our tax dollars in our basic needs as human beings, in our joy, in our wellness, in protecting each other. We are going to create a community where all people are supported by our investments and given the chance to reach their full potential rather than redlined into disinvested, distant neighborhoods that remain out of sight and out of mind of those on the other side, no more. We want to end the so-called compassionate community that was never actually compassionate, where people were forced to compete against each other for scarce essential resources, policed for the consequences of what it means to live in scarcity, and then killed for our connections to each other, no more. We are creating a community that finally sees the fruits of our collective labor and invest 
our tax dollars in ways that nourish us, nurture us, heal us, challenge us, and love us. In ways that house us, feed us, and make us laugh. This is the community investment that values black life, and we will heal in Louisville. To Louisville Metro government and all the complicit decision makers throughout this horrifying experience, understand that this is not over. We are demanding full individual accountability and institutional accountability. While the culture of white supremacy has lied to you about what accountability means, let me tell you, accountability includes self-reflection, repair, apology, and change behavior. Change behavior means no longer incentivized violence to abuse and kill our people. Accountability means an end to transactions that tinker around the edges. For years, we have watched as you tinker around the edges with our freedom while you go all in with dangerous and wasteful programs that you call investments. From the police budget to the gentrification of our neighborhoods, you have used our own tax dollars to harm us. Our people demand transformation. Our people demand rest, joy, solidarity, interdependence, and freedom. Change is here, and it is the people's to change. And it is the people's to change. And to my people who are giving so much of themselves to this moment, striving for a better today and a better tomorrow, I would like to offer you, the, offer you these words of Harriet Tubman. If you hear the dogs, keep going. If you see the torches in the woods, keep going. If they're shouting after you, keep going. If you want a taste of freedom, keep going. Thank you. Katura Heron from ACLU in Thank you, Louisville. Uh, with that now, we'll be uh, happy to take questions. Um, if we could, um, we have a cam uh, a uh, microphone here for reporters and we'd like for you to raise your hand when you're ready to ask a question we're trying to be sure that people on the webex can hear uh your questions we'll take a couple in the room then if there are any questions on the webex i'll give those uh questions and we'll move around as many as we can um, thank you mayor uh, how much did the timing of the grand jury play into the announcement of this civil, settle, civil settlement? Was it important for the city to announce a civil settlement before the grand jury's decision? No, we've been uh, thinking about this and working about this on, you know, for quite some time now. So they're on two different tracks in terms of the civil and the criminal. So the parties negotiated this uh, settlement that came out here today. I forgot to ask if you would um, say your name and what media you're with going forward. Duval, Courier Journal here in Louisville. Uh, regarding the payment, how much is coming from insurance and how much is coming from the risk management fund? Yeah, let me introduce uh, Daniel Frocht, our chief financial officer, and he'll break that down. Daniel Frocht. afternoon, Daniel Frocht, uh, Office of Management and Budget for the city. The $12 million payment will be broken down into three uh, fund sources. 
Five million will come from Louisville Metro. Five million will come from uh, our self-insurance trust fund excess insurance carrier, and two million will come from the, our self-insurance trust fund uh, that we participate in. Tonight with WHS 11 News, question for attorney Ben Crump and Lonita Baker is, does the settlement handle this legal action that you guys brought forth? The civil lawsuit named multiple officers who were involved in executing the warrant. So will you still try to sue those officers, especially if Daniel Cameron does not criminally charge the officers involved? What's this, yeah. this settlement uh, today is, it, it wraps up the civil litigation, so there will be no additional civil litigation. As, as we've stated, our focus now is on the Attorney General's office doing the right thing and bringing forth indictments against those officers. Yes, and we think it sets a precedence for other cases involving people of color around America. Dalton Godby with WDRB. Mr. Mayor, can you commit right now um, to what Ms. Mallory just said about firing the officers if there is no indictment brought? You know, when I say uh, uh, justice for Brianna, I mean, what that means is the truth uh, needs to come out in the case, and that's what the whole process is about with the Attorney General. I don't know what he's going to do and what he's going to uh, come out with. Obviously, the one officer that we were able to take action against, we did. And so now we're going to wait for the rest of the process to continue. Mayor Fisher, Amber Smith with Spectrum News here. If you could put into words what all of these different reforms, both with Louisville Metro government and with LMPD, will mean for the community. Well, in order for the community to heal and move forward, there needs to be uh, legitimacy and trust between the community uh, and the police force. Uh, both here in Louisville and all over the country. This is a conversation that's taking place. So we hope that these are steps that are going to begin that process so that we can work forward together. This isn't going to be an overnight uh, activity, but it's a step. Mayor, this is a question um, from the WebEx. Steve Bittenbender from the Center Square asked, will any of the reforms require Metro Council approval or the sign-off from FOP? What happens to this agreement if those reforms aren't implemented? Well, we need to work with both parties to make sure that it is implemented. Uh, some of them can be done within uh, the police department themselves. Denny Camber with WLKY News. Um, who was at the negotiating table from the FOP or from LMPD when it came to discussing these reforms? Uh, talk about that. I'll bring up Mike O'Connell. Uh, the reforms that became part of the settlement agreement were, were done primarily counsel for the respective parties and um, consultation with those police officials that could um, lend information and, and uh, procedural protocol and that type of thing. But um, this was a decision made by the administration and just sitting down and doing a lot of negotiation over it. And um, But we always knew from the beginning, it was made very clear as Lenita said, we always knew from the beginning that some aspect of any settlement in this case was going to have to contain reforms. And Miss um, Palmer and Lenita, and they were very involved in the conversations about, at least at this point and going forward, what can we do now that we can, we can move the, the rock uh, in that regard. While I'm up here, I'd like to, Daniel, I want to correct you on one thing. On, you asked about the source of the funds and how it worked. 
somebody over here did. But um, part of the funds were um, uh, Louisville Metro or the Louisville Area Government Insurance Trust, I should say, um, purchases excess coverage from an insurance carrier uh, in certain cases, and $5 million of this came from the excess carrier that um, is the uh, insurance carrier for the Government Insurance Trust. So the breakdown, though, is Louisville is responsible for the first 500000 Legit, or the Government Insurance Trust, is responsible for the next $2 million, and that's a, an insurance trust in which the water company and TARC and others participate in. And then there was the... Uh, um, Five million from the carrier, and then the additional sums were uh, from Louisville Metro. Did I say that right, Daniel? Okay. Thank you. The next question is uh, from Sal Bono of Inside Di Inside Edition Digital. He asks, "If you are waiting for everything to come out on police in order to fire them, why did the city choose to settle?" Well, the the timing of this was such that uh, both parties felt it was uh, best to do it now uh, so we could talk about both the reform aspects of this and, of course, the financial settlement. Mayor Fisher, this is Natalia Martinez with Wave 3 News. Um, what would you say to any possible criticisms that this was settled only as a way for you to not have to testify and answer questions in relation to the case for the chief? and subsequent chief, the interim chief that came after Conrad, to not have to answer questions about this case, and also members of the police department. These are not related issues, and uh, we'll testify as need be. Uh, hi, Mr. Mayor. Uh, my name is Mark Morales. I'm a reporter with CNN. Uh, I had a couple of questions. When was the last time you spoke with the attorney general regarding this case, and why haven't the other officers that were there that night been fired? Is there something that you saw in after-action reports that didn't warrant that, or is there any particular reason? Uh, we took the action based on what we saw uh, in the PIU file as it was given over uh, to the Attorney General and the state law procedure is, you know, goes from a PIU uh, to our local Commonwealth Attorney who then recused himself. That's why it's at the Attorney General's... Uh, standpoint right now um this question is from marissa uh, latte from lati from the washington post um she asks, who in the louisville police department currently signs off on search warrants if not commanders what is the process uh, uh chief shore rob shoring is here if he'd uh, rob schroeder is here if he could take that please um, Police Chief Rob Schroeder. Good afternoon. Currently in our process, a search warrant is applied for by the officer. It is reviewed by a potentially a commanding officer in many cases, but not necessarily always. Um, in the instance, it is signed off by a commanding officer. That may be by somebody in an acting capacity. What this agreement does is solidify that it will be an actual a commanding officer of the rank of sergeant or above. So that's what the significance of the change you're seeing is here. Um, Mayor Fisher, my name is Rukmini Kalimaki. I'm a journalist with the New York Times. I wanted to ask you, number one, if the city has admitted any fault 
uh, as a result of the settlement. And secondly, my, my second question is for Ms. Tamika Mallory. If the law does not allow the Attorney General to charge the officers that, that return fire in self-defense, what will be the answer of protesters and demonstrators seeking justice for Breonna Taylor? Yeah, no, this uh, agreement or settlement agreement does not uh, say that there was any wrongdoing done. In this case, it's just an acknowledgement of the need for reform and the need for a settlement to take place. Next question is from Jonathan Allen from Reuters. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I wouldn't in any way, as uh, the leader of Until Freedom, one of the four leaders of Until Freedom, speak for all of the protesters who are here locally in Louisville. We will be led by the actions of the family, the actions of uh, the local organizers. But I will say that uh, we will make sure that our voices continue to be heard. And if it is a legal situation that they come out with as a reason for non-indictment, then we need to work with Katora and the ACLU and others to fight on that end as well. Thank you. Jonathan Allen from Reuters asks, how will you monitor and measure progress on the reforms announced today? Will there be regular public reporting of how many officers use housing credits, how many warrants are issues, issued, and if so, how frequently? Yeah, all that, obviously, we're in the process of getting started to uh, make sure that people know that we're accountable for the promises that we've made, and we'll, we can issue a report on that in terms of what that looks like from an accountability standpoint. Mr. Mayor, this is Graham Ambrose with WFPL. Uh, the city is anxiously awaiting the decision from Attorney General Cameron. Uh, in other cities across the country, we've seen federal forces get called in uh, to quell unrest or, or just whenever there are protests in some cases. Do you know of any plans for federal forces to come in when the decision is released or, or otherwise? Uh, nothing specific in terms of the general uh, community. I understand that uh, there's been some requests for some federal protective services for the um, for the um, for the um, uh, not for the grand jury, but for the business or for the federal courthouse. Excuse me. Tessa from the Courier Journal again. Uh, this is for Lenita Baker and Ben Crump. Uh, we see we've heard about a lot of the reforms that you are getting, but is there anything that you pushed for that you did not get or that you wish you had gotten? Um, they always say when you're negotiating, everyone's supposed to walk around, walk away without receiving everything that they received. I will say, however, in this case, uh, the most important um, areas of reform were provided. Uh, Metro was very um, willing to work with us on that, the things that we felt important. And as I've also stated that we recognized that this is not the end of reform. So uh, we look forward to continuing to work with the city, our leaders, our legislative leaders in Frankfurt uh, to continue to push for additional reform. So we're not done yet. What was important um, to me and Lanita and Sam was what was most important to Tamika Palmer and Bianca, who really was studying what reform would look like to try to prevent the next Breonna Taylor from happening. And I think to that end, the city was very responsive in trying to make sure there was 
measurable systematic reform that could be a model for other citizens and other cities uh, to protect their citizens. And so I think in the name of Breonna Taylor, this is landmark in its scope. And I believe just like Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown helped bring greater attention in America to Black Lives Matter, I believe Breonna Taylor's name is going to bring greater attention in America to black women lives matter too. Okay, we're going to uh, have time for just a couple more questions. One more from here. One more from here. Dalton Godby, WDRB, Mr. Mayor. Um, why does the settlement not address the body cam failure in the Breonna Taylor case? And then also a question for Mr. O'Connell. Do you have any plans to drop all charges against um, nonviolent protesters? Right, so Brianna's law has passed already here uh, locally. I suspended the use of no-knock, and then the council took it up and eliminated them. And so uh, that eliminates no-knock warrants and requires the use of body cameras on anyone that is executing a search warrant. So that's already in place. I can tell you we've taken steps in my office to already look at every case and place them in what I would call a, a file of the least offensive sort of sort of charges to the middle and then obviously the most serious there are a lot of serious offenses that were uh, committed that we have to address not the same way we would on this end so to answer your question um, i'm going to look at them very carefully we're going to make a decision but i uh, i think we're going to see some movement in the right direction Tonight with whs 11 mayor greg fisher is this settlement a reflection that the officers acted wrong and um, another question, is there a reason why you added increased drug and alcohol testing of officers involved in shootings? Why was that added specifically? On the second question, that's a, just a, a good practice for any organization uh, to make sure that everyone is operating their responsibilities in a, in a straight manner. Um, on the first note, this is just an agreement that, uh, between the parties without uh, uh, saying that anybody did anything wrong. It's just coming together with these reforms and then a financial settlement. Okay, our last question comes from Kate Howard from the Kentucky Center for Investigative Journalism. Uh, you mentioned reform as it related to seizing money. Was there a seizure in the Taylor case? And if not, can you address why it's part of this settlement? Um, I think, Mike, I'll give that to you. Well, Lenita, I'll go first. And, uh... um, it's not an issue. Uh, it's not an issue uh, specifically within this case, um, but, you know, there, there's allegations out there, and, and this piece of reform is to, to protect the community as well as officers with any allegations as it relates to currency se uh, seizure. So now it's, as they come into contact with money, they must always have a second officer with them, and they must also, both officers must have their body cameras on until they uh, turn to the uh, property room. So it's not that it was an issue in this case, it's just with uh, some of the things that were coming up. Okay, if any media have any other questions, you can direct them to uh, my email, gene.porter at louisvilleky.gov, and we'll get those routed as need be. All right, thank you, everybody, for attending today, and uh, we hope this announcement uh, is a one step in moving our city and our country forward.
Thanks, everybody. Online at WDRB.com, TMZ, live streaming online, Brianna Taylor's family and attorneys and community activists addressing the $12 million settlement to the family and massive sweeping police reforms, and my observation that none of the media mentioned when they talked about the payout and the breakdown, where the money was coming from, no one brought up the fact that with a high dollar settlement or a a lower dollar settlement, These officers involved in her death are virtually uninsurable. So that means that they would have to leave. They would have to leave Louisville, and it's doubtful that any other police department would put them out on the street. Possibly they would put them behind a desk somewhere, but they are no longer insurable, which means that it would be foolish to put them on the streets again because the next time they're involved in a shooting, the negotiations will start at $12 million and go up. So, of course, all of that has to be negotiated there Um, retirements, resignations, firings, or whatever the next step is, it would have to be negotiated in, in private before the announcements come as to what their future role in law, law enforcement will be. I thought I would just add that because all the reporters' questions about the next steps for the officers were excellent, but none of them pointed that out. And it doesn't serve the community to move forward as if these officers are free to operate as business as usual. That simply can't be the case. It would be dangerous for them and their families because certainly street justice is waiting for them. And they're, they, of all people, the officers of all people, know how the streets work. And they surely right now are in fear of their lives and fear of their retaliation against themselves or their families. So...
it's unfortunate that things work the way they do and that the officers have to work within a system that is broken and the officers are being punished for a broken system that they must follow or they are automatically no longer employable but now because they followed the system they are virtually unemployable, uninsurable. So now we see, we learn another lesson. Not only is the police officer's job thankless and impossible, but there's no win in it for them. And eventually we have to say, who are we going to find to do the job? And how low in the gutter do we have to reach to find the people that are willing to do the job? And how low have we already reached in the, gov- in the gutters to find some of these people that are already in the job killing innocent citizens? And let's not forget, in the case of Breonna Taylor, the so-called suspect that they were looking for was not Breonna Taylor, but someone that she had dated once or twice in the distant few, in the distant past. And that individual that they had a warrant for and they were supposedly looking for in her apartment had not been there for a long time and in fact was already in jail in police custody before they the police showed up outside of Brianna Taylor's residence and murdered her so There's a lot to unpack there. Thank you for listening. Stay woke.